This is 680 CJOB. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Main Ingredient. Today we have a full show for you. Later in the hour, we welcome Jordan Sasiwa to discuss the four pillars of health. And later on also, we have Jessica Marinelli from Winnipeg Tasting Tours, and she'll talk about the brewery tasting tour she took me on last week. But first up, my good friend and personal training specialist, Carl Berryman, has a five-step training program called Losing Weight Outside the Box, which is a realistic approach to weight loss, not a 30-day quick fix. So get comfortable and listen to what led him to create it. Carl Berryman, welcome to The Main Ingredient. How are you today, sir? I am fabulous. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I guess people don't realize we've known each other for a while, 18 years. It's been a little bit of time, yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. 18 <laughs> years. I can't believe I've known someone for that long. But uh, yeah, it's always good to know you and to see you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit for, uh, about why you're here. Okay. Okay, so first let's talk a little bit about you and how you got into the personal training industry and what led you to, uh, what inspired you to create um, Losing Weight Outside the Box. Okay. Um, well, there's basically two things that inspired me to get into personal training. And one, some people know this story, some people don't. Um, when I was 19 years old, I was bartending at Earl's. And one morning I got up and my mom called home and wanted to talk to my dad. My dad was at home on disability because he had lupus. So he had very limited functioning with a lot of different things. So he was at home. So it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I get a call and it's my mom. So she says, hey, can I talk to your dad? I said, yeah, sure. So I, I went to wake him up and I noticed he's sleeping in bed. So I said, mom, I'm late for work. Can you just call him back later? She says, sure. So I race to work, get there on time. As soon as I get there, my manager calls me in the office and goes, Carl, you need to call home right away. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm obviously a little worried. So I call home and somebody answered the phone that I had no idea who it was. I was at the time I was living with my mom, my dad, and my sister and my brothers had moved out, but it wasn't any one of those people that answered the phone. It was just some other dude. And he said, Carl, you need to come home right away. And I said, well, you need to tell me what's going on. He said, Carl, just come home now and hung up. So I raced home thinking, oh my God, my dad's had another heart attack because about a year prior to that, he had had a heart attack and he started to clean up what he was eating and everything like that, but eventually went back to his old habits. And when I got home, he was in the exact same position as when I left. So when I went to wake him up, it wasn't that he was sleeping. He had, he had passed away. And unfortunately my sister, who's, she's an older sister, but she was hardcore, like pinnacle daddy's girl. She was, she's the one who found him in, uh, Ever since then, right after that, the events after that broke up our family a little bit. And the next few years were extremely difficult where my sister and my mom went their own way. My brother went their own way. And then here I was, 19 years old, kind of left alone. And uh, ever since then, I realized just how short life can be. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really gave me a passion for wanting to help people with health and wellness, which is why I became a personal trainer. That's a moving story, man. <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, losing weight outside the box, what, what inspired the creation of that particular program? One, there's a couple things. Number one is with the clients that I've worked with, I've seen clients that have made amazing transformations um, physically, um, but more often than not, a lot of the clients that I work with, once I stop working with them, mm-hmm. they just go back to old habits and they start putting the weight back on. And I see people at the gym all the time and we're coming up to that point right now where it's, it's going to be new year's resolution time where the gym gets crazy busy for about three weeks and then everybody falls off. Correct. So for years I've been studying things on exercise and nutrition, thinking that those are the keys to losing weight, improving your health and just having a better quality of life. But after years in the industry and actually working hands on with people and seeing that that stuff majority of the time just doesn't work because I don't know if many people know this, but 
90% of the time that people lose weight, they're going to put it back on. It's almost like lottery winners. You give them a year and they're just going to be end up, they're going to way more broke than they were when they won the money. Just because you don't, you don't change your habits, right. just some certain things change, but then you go back to normal. Um, so it, it was really depressing for me to see all that stuff. And then I see all this garbage on TV about all these exercises are routines you can do in 15 minutes, all these gimmicks that are promising you the body you want in 30 days. And it's just, it's just all BS and people are just falling for it because they don't know any better. So it got me to do some deep soul searching questions and asking what is missing from this nutrition and exercise component that is stopping people from achieving the level of health and the weight loss that they want to have. And I found the answer and I'm just coining it, losing weight outside the box. Do you think that technology plays a big factor in why people can't maintain weight loss? Like here we are in the 21st century. There's so many different things that uh, are so many things that we have, so many things we have access to. But it almost the convenience that technology has created just it's almost well, it's like it's killing us, right? It, it absolutely is killing us. And you're totally right. You hit on a huge point there because right now think about when you go on your internet and you're going to click for something. If it doesn't load in a second oh, and a half it, or two it, seconds, it, you're off the page and you're looking for something else. It's 100%. our, our attention spans and our patience is just zero. absolutely zero. Yeah. So imagine if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to improve the way you feel and the way you look, and it's not happening in a week or a month and all of a sudden you're just going to give up. It's like closing that browser instantly because right. people think and they believe that you're supposed to be able to get these results in such a short period of time. But you, the thing with that is it's not their fault because we're conditioned to believe that based on all the information out there. You can do this for 30 days. You can do this for 28 days. So we're conditioned for that immediate it's like gratitude that you want to have, not gratitude, but gratification that you want to have. Right. So of course, technology plays a huge role in that. And we just translate that into everything else that we do with fitness and nutrition. Just strange. It, just, it takes you years to gain the weight. You know what I mean? Like some people gain, uh, you know, five or 10 pounds a year over 30 years and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's the weight. But again, you want to lose it in 30 days. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense at all. And what one huge thing that people don't realize is the faster you lose it, the faster and the meaner it's going to come back. Because in order to lose it that fast, you have to deviate from your regular routine so much. And there's no way you'll be able to maintain that deviation. It's impossible. So once you actually, it's, I always compare going on a diet to getting on a plane. When you get on a plane, eventually, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to get off of it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a diet. When you go on a diet, you're eventually going to get off of it. So it's not about dieting. It's about adjusting your habits on a consistent and strategic basis for you that will help you do it in a reasonable rate so that it stays off if we're talking about losing weight. Okay. So you talk about the three biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to lose weight. Yes. So what are they and how can people avoid them? Three biggest mistakes. Number one, I'll give you an analogy. Think about kids going to school. Okay. So we got kindergarten and we go basically to learn how to play with blocks, how to communicate with others and just not how to bite people really. Cause mm -hmm. biting's not cool unless it's, but it is fun. given permission. Yes. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun given the right circumstances. Um, so we won't go there. maybe later. Um, so you take a kid like that and imagine taking that kid and saying, okay, we're skipping grades two through eight. You're going to go into grade nine. And now we're going to start teaching you algebra and calculus and everything like that. Just who in their right mind would do that? You don't take somebody that's at a very elementary level and move them to something completely advanced. You just don't do that yet with, for example, exercise. So mistake number one, people, new year's, new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to get the gym membership and I'm going to start the gym. If I want to get the results I want, I'm going to work out five days a week. Okay. 
how many days on average last year did you work out per week? Okay, well, if we were to combine that, it's probably about point zero 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 one. Right. You, now in a week, you're going to... You're, you're all of a sudden going to go from zero to 100 miles an hour. Right. That's never going to happen. Right. So you need to ease into it. So rather than going to the gym five days a week, just tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym once this week. Are you going to get amazing results by going once? No, but you're going to start building the habit of going on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So if you do that over the course of a few weeks, all of a sudden you're going twice a week and twice a week is much better than zero times a year. Stick around as I continue talking to personal training specialist Carl Berryman about the three biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to lose weight. Personal training specialist Carl Berryman is here on The Main Ingredient sharing his losing weight outside the box program. Before the break, we were talking about the three biggest mistakes people make when trying to lose weight, and we talked about mistake number one. So now we're discussing the other two mistakes. So mistake number two, kind of along the same lines and much more important than exercise and nutrition. I'll tell everybody that 99% of the time. If you're looking for real results, it's going to come with nutrition. You can achieve weight loss or improve your health much better with nutrition and completely ignore exercise, but you you can never out-train a poor diet. Mm -hmm. So with nutrition, what people do is, okay, I'm all of a sudden, I'm eating like crap every single day. I eat maybe twice a day or I eat three times a day and those meals are garbage because I don't have time and I'm busy and all the other excuses that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm going to do is all of a sudden I'm going to eat four, five, six healthy meals a day. Well, no, you can't do that because you're completely taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And yes, you want to get a little bit out, but not too much. So what I recommend for people wanting to improve their nutrition is you pick one meal a day that you can make your must meal. So your must meal is going to be your meal that you're going to make 100% healthy. Just one meal. And that meal has to be something that you feel comfortable with 100% that you'd be able to do. So some people, breakfast is the easiest meal. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's lunch. Some people, it's snacks. Some people, it's dinner. But you pick one that you're going to stick with and you're going to do that for two weeks. Once you've mastered that and made it a habit, then you move on to one more meal. Because in a few months, all of a sudden, you've completely transformed, but you've done it a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. And you've made it manageable for yourself. So that's number two. Number three. I like number two. I like number two. Number it's almost like just dipping your toe, your toe in the pool. Exactly. Right, and I'm not jumping in full bore. I'm just going to Ex- dip, get used to it, maybe my leg next. Exactly. Very exactly. Slowly. Then you just kind of use up past your waist, and then <laughs> once it gets up to your nipples, then it's, then it's game time. But you know how we go. So so number number three, and I cannot stress how important this is. This makes number if, if you don't have this in place, number one and two are completely irrelevant. Um, most times, let's say like – People look at you. I remember when when we first met. Not not that there's anything different. Not that there's anything saying, different man? now. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm going back in time, and I can see it now too. But when we, I'm exactly the same, man. <laughs> when we first met, I remember I remember seeing you and thinking, man, that guy like that guy's in good shape. Like he's not as good looking as me, but he's in really 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 good shape. I tried. Shape. I tried though. <laughs> so, but I remember thinking, and I might have asked you. I don't know. You probably don't remember. I don't remember. But I anytime you see somebody who who looks like you want to look, you ask them. What did you do and how did you do it? So those are always the questions people are asking. That's what the complete exercise nutrition industry or health and fitness industry is all based about. What to do and how to do it. Mm -hmm. But those are the wrong questions to be asking unless you have something else in place first. And what everybody needs to ask themselves before they start exercising, before they start nutrition, before they ask the what or the how is the why. Now, the why gets a little complicated because it's not just about why you're doing it in terms of motivation, although that is unbelievably important your motivation for why you're doing it mm-hmm. i'm not just talking about okay i've got a wedding coming up or i'm going on vacation i want to drop a couple of pounds because that stuff never works right you need a, you need a better motivation and one of the best quotes i've ever heard about motivation is that people will always do more for people they love 
than they'll ever do for themselves. Correct. So you need to reach outside yourself and make it bigger than you in order to make sure that you're sticking with your goals. But that's just part one of the why Mm -hmm. is the motivation. Part two is what I call the losing weight outside the box blueprint. Everybody has a blueprint for all the behaviors that they have, regardless of what it is, whether it's finances, whether it's your relationships, whether it's health and nutrition, we all have a blueprint that we stick to and that blueprint is subconscious. So if you understand from a behavioral psychology point of view, why you do the things you do, because people think that not being able to eat properly is a matter of motivation and willpower. That stuff is important at the beginning, but it winds off and it's becomes irrelevant because you can only be motivated and have willpower for so long. So you need to figure out from a behavioral psychology point of view why you do the things that you do. Why do you make excuses about not being able to go to the gym because you're too busy? Why do you make excuses about not being able to eat because it takes too long to cook? You don't have time for food prep. You don't have time to get groceries. Why do you make those excuses and what is the blueprint you have for yourself? If you can figure out those two components for the why, everything else is taken care of. If you don't take care of that first, I don't care how good your program is. I don't care if you have the best personal trainer who happens to be bald in 37 and is talking on the microphone right now. I don't care who's, I don't care who's giving you advice. Unless you have your why in, in place, nothing else is going to work. Is that why you say that virtually all other weight loss programs, they, they just don't work? That's exactly it. And that's, that's one of the reasons why. But the other reason I say that is because I'm just observing that. You take a look at the statistics. So, you take a look at obesity rates. Are they getting higher or lower as the years go on? Yeah, we know they're getting They're, they're getting way bigger. They're getting way higher. So you got to ask yourself, is it a matter of us not having the information readily at hand? Of course not. Of you course can not. Google anything and within a split second, you have thousands and thousands, millions of results. Is it that we don't have the coaches or the professionals available? Of course not. That We have way more than we ever did in any point in time. Because no matter what type of information you find, there's always going to be another piece that contradicts it. And both people 100%. are going to have letters behind their names. Right. So the process needs to be simplified. And that's the another key, another key component of losing weight outside the box. Is we just take simple strategies that you can implement on a consistent daily basis without having to transform your entire life. So the changes become easy and simple, and you notice the changes over a longer period of time. Is losing weight outside the box something that's going to help you lose 30 pounds in 30 days? No, it's not, because you're going to put that weight back on right away. That's not my approach. My approach is that this is not so much about losing weight, but it's about improving your health and your quality of life so that you don't have to wake up one day and either be the person or experience having somebody you love pass away suddenly because of the number one killer or number one leading cause of death in the world, which is heart disease. And that's what my dad passed away of, heart disease. And people don't realize that, you know what, if you're carrying extra weight on your body, yes, you might want to lose it so that you look better and you feel better, but really it's about being around for the people that you care about and you love so that they don't have to go through what me and my family went through. That's why I'm doing losing weight outside the box. Gotcha. Um, Let's talk about the workshop that you have coming up. Okay. January, um, where is it being held and what are the details of it? January 21st, uh, we're still working out the details of the venue because we're sorting out exactly how many people are going to be there. Right. But basically what's going to be happening at the seminar or the workshop is it's a full day workshop. So we're going nine to three. Um, that's, I guess, considered kind of a full day, but um, <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't want to get people up too early on a Saturday right. and I don't, I don't want to keep them too long. Right. Um, but basically everybody's going to be getting the tools, the tips, the strategies, and a personalized game plan along with follow-up coaching for being able to implement all the tools and strategies for losing weight outside the box so that they can do that. So they can start putting their health and their family and their lifestyle first and actually have some implementable tools that they can use right away. 
You've been uh, an inspiration, let me tell you. I feel like I've been sleeping my whole life, and now I'm awake. <laughs> Maybe you have. Maybe, Maybe I you have. have. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy. This no, is no awesome. problem. If you like craft beer as much as I do, then my next guest is perfect for you. Jessica Marinelli from Winnipeg Tasting Tours is on the main ingredient when we return after the new sports and weather right here on 680 CJOB. The craft beer industry is alive and kicking here in Manitoba, and coming up on the main ingredient after the new sports and weather at the bottom of the hour, Jessica Marinelli from Winnipeg Tasting Tours is here to talk about the great craft brewery tours her company is offering and that I went on last week, right here on 680 CJOB. Hey everyone, thanks for sticking around. I'm Kevin Bergen, and my next guest, Jessica Marinelli, runs a company called Winnipeg Tasting Tours that took me on a great craft brewery tour last week. So she's here to talk about the services her company provides and the tour that we went on. Welcome to the main ingredient, Jessica. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm still kind of hungover. I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's talk about Winnipeg Tasting Tours. Yes. <laughs> Winnipeg Tasting Tours, it is a full-service uh, microbrewery tour. So we do the driving, we pick you up, we take you around safely in our big 15-passenger van from microbrewery to microbrewery. And at each stop, you're going to have... A sampling of four different types of beer. It could be a pint or it could be a four different kinds, one flight of beer. So that's four different stops. And at one of the stops, you're going to get an exclusive brewery tour, a personal flatbread pizza. Some of the other stops, you can visit their canning facility and, again, other breweries along the way. Okay, so I'm assuming with the explosion in craft breweries in Winnipeg in the last two years, two to three years, a business like this could not have existed. Like now is a really good time for this to start, right? There's no way. It wasn't even two years ago. I'd like to say in the last six months to a year, microbreweries have actually just came on board in Winnipeg. Um, Pretty much every other major city has something like this. Um, It was only through some traveling that I stumbled across going on some microbrewery tours that I thought, you know what, with all these new ones coming up in Winnipeg, that this is a really good opportunity to start something and get Winnipegers excited about it. Give them a chance to visit the different places in one night and again, do it all safely. What other cities did you, what what city did you go to that had a microbrewery? It was uh, specifically Oregon, which is, like I said, the hotbed for microbreweries, which I didn't really even realize until I went. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, did you guys go there for that, or you were there and just went on a tour and then realized, We just Look at this. ended up there. Yep. Um, I did a wine tour in BC, so mm-hmm. we did a wine tour there, and then we moved on, and we ended up in Oregon, and we're like, what are we going to do in Oregon? We were looking it up as we were stopping there on a cruise, and uh, decided that we're like, well, we're going to go beer sampling, mm-hmm. so that's what we did. Awesome. Yeah, it was And that super gave you this fun. idea. Yeah. Well, I noticed when I was researching for the trip, obviously, but then I thought, well, we were there, let's just go check it out and see how complicated it could possibly be. Right. And it just seemed like way too much fun not to do it here. So how was it bringing breweries on board for you the You know, at the community here, here with uh, of brewers are all really like encouraging on each other's business, right? So yep. they'd like to, it's a small little community of microbreweries. They all talk to one each other. They all support one another. And um, as soon as I mentioned it to them, they were like, yep, let's do it. Bring them by. Like, why not? For sure. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? No-brainer. Bring people to my brewery and learn about my beer so you're going to buy it. Exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. So we mentioned before, let's go over, what does the tour include again? The tour includes four stops, four different microbreweries, 
Tours at each one, flights at each one, and a flatbread pizza per person. Okay, so let's let's go over our tour, our okay. brewery tour. We stopped where first? First, we stopped at Half Pints, and we had a flight there, which is a great the, that that tasting room. Yes, is quite nice. You wouldn't even know it was there unless no. you went through it's on so the tour. Hidden. Like that I street know. has really nothing, nothing and then you look, it. and it's there. It is. Yeah, weird. it's a cool little spot. Yeah, it is. Um, then next we went to Torque. Torque again has, we have their lineup of beers. And again, what's cool about both of these places, so both Half Pints and Torque, you get to try some that they aren't necessarily giving out to the public, that they're just test driving. Right, which so is you awesome. get that chance to try them before they hit the rest of the market. So while we were at Torque, again, you had another flight of four beers. And then we went and had a tour of the canning facility and mm-hmm. the brewery. Yep, which was awesome. Super fun. Um, again, you get to talk firsthand with the brewmasters. So you get to hear their stories. They don't like to talk at all. Either. And the energy that they put <laughs> into their work. And so it's it's a lot of fun. You get a little bit of insider knowledge. Um, from there, we went to Little Brown Jug. Um, cool building in the, I guess, a renewing area of the exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you have a full pint of their 1919. Which is awesome. Very good beer. Very good. I enjoyed that one. And then we were also at Peg Beer. Um, there you get a flatbread pizza. And then while they're making your pizza and getting your flight ready, they take you on through the brewery and teach you a little bit about how they do it. And they give you the opportunity to um, hold some of the hops, taste some of the hops, or taste some of the, what was it? Taste some of the malts. Yes. Taste some of the malts and like rub the hops together. So that's a kind of nice little hands-on feature that they do. That was a really good tour. That's a great tour. They really went in depth there. I thought I really enjoyed that one. It's different than the others. Yes, it is. Yes. I like it. Um, So... Let's say later down the road, are there going to be any other kind of tours? The sky's the limit with this, right? You know, it really is. As soon as you start thinking about it, it um, really does snowball. Uh, we do have a vodka distillery here in Winnipeg. So I'm which looking. Nobody knows. Which nobody, nobody really knows about. But they will soon. But they will. Yeah. Um, so I want to pair with um, maybe find a local bartender, get some specialty cocktails made while you're in there, get a tour of the facility. I'm looking at doing a wine tour as well, pairing maybe. We don't necessarily have a local winery. I mean, we do have one, and I'm kind of working on getting a tour lined up there, but uh, maybe pairing wines with local favorites, like favorite foods, cheeses, pastries, like, you know, the Manitoba Fair. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, There was also a talk of, like, singles nights. I thought that could be kind of fun. That would be. Because you don't necessarily need to go with your couple or your buddies to just go out and have some beer if you're looking to make some new friends and... Go out on a night on the town. This could be a really good opportunity. Your friends would be like, where are you going? Going on tour. Going on tour. Can we come with you? No. No. No, it's one man. Singles thing. only. Yeah, what are you going to do? I was thinking launching that Valentine's Day. That'd be good. Hey? That's kind of the thought. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd go over well. I thought this was the anti-Valentine's Day tour. The anti-Valentine's Day. <laughs> 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 my husband won't mind, then no. he gets off the hook on Valentine's Day. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, you were telling me about a bike tour that you... Yes. Was that one you did or one you went on? No, I went on uh, through downtown Biz. It's called Mobile Feast. And you bring your own bike. You meet at a downtown location and they there's kind of like bike patrols and they keep them keep your bikes under lock and key while you go in, have a sample of the food or coffee or whatever they're giving out at the time. Mm-hmm. Tea, whatever vendors set up that week because they change every week, which is kind of cool. And then they bike you around to four different places. You get some eats. 
it's for food. So if you want a drink, that's on your own dime. Yep. But I mean, we did it anyway. Of course. And then yeah, you biked on home. That's pretty it cool. It was fun. Yeah, but that's, that's awesome. how I knew that there was probably like a bit of a market for this yep. because those sell out and they are fun. There's a lot more things in the exchange in downtown now. Yeah. Like way more than before. And before it would have been like two them. stops and you would have rode home. I don't even know about it. And I did the same thing. It was a wine tour and we walked. Yeah. But like I said, lesson learned, no heels on that trip <laughs> next time. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So gift certificates. Yours, mm-hmm. You have gift certificates for tours too, right? Yes. So that's been popular prior to Christmas, actually. Right. Uh, yeah. Gift certificate to put somebody on a tour. I set up your the coupon code, send it out to you in the mail. And then all they have to do is visit the website, punch in the promo code, and there's their free tour. And they just pick their date and time when they want to jump on, and that's as simple as that. It's perfect. So it's the same thing when you want to book a regular tour. I'm not using same the thing. Just go on the website. Same service. You're just picking the date, picking the time, picking the tour, and then you enter your free promo code. That is too easy. It is. So when are we going on our next tour? Like you know, so so when the when the wine you tour, go on food tour, wine, vodka. What's your? I, I want to go on the vodka tour. Vodka tour. Yeah, yeah, right, I want to go on that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. thanks for coming in. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Wellness expert Jordan Sasiwa is coming up next, talking about the four pillars of health. We'll be right back. Wellness expert Jordan Sasiwa is here to talk about getting back to basics to maintain or improve your health. Jordan, how's it going? Terrific. Can't complain at all. You can always complain, but nobody listens, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we talked before about the article you wrote, which I quite loved, right? Which is, um, there's no such thing as a quick fix. We're going to ask a couple questions about that. What led to the writing of that article? Well, you know what? When you're around the fitness industry, there, there's streams to this thing. You know, there's the pro athletes, mm-hmm. then there is the fitness model and that philosophy, and then there's the healthy living. And what I tend to see people not grasp is the fact that you can't just wake up one morning and decide, I'm going to be Tom Brady, you know, so I'm just going to pick up a football and be there. What about the wife? You don't get the wife? <laughs> you know, no, I, you, you might be able to get that faster than the skills, <laughs> on, honest, honest to goodness. But this was, it was something where I don't think society thinks that in six weeks I could play football as good as a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. So why do we think in six weeks I'm going to look as good as a pro model? Correct. And that's, that's always been something where my philosophy has kind of, kind of been generated from that. In, in three weeks, I can make all the habits I need to be as healthy as possible. And if I take those habits and take that over a lifetime, I'm going to extend my life, be healthy. And if I learn as, a, as I go, the next thing you know, in two, three, four years, I'm going to have this physique and this lifestyle that maintains that physique, and I'm going to be happy with it. But when I search to get that within that short time time frame, I'm not going to get there, and I'm going to miss steps that make it a lifestyle, not just a quick fix that's going to disappear. Gotcha. Okay, so in that article, you talk about the four things that if used as directed, you promise will change your life. As I read that, I was thinking there's going to be like some sort of miracle things and it's just basic things that, you know, everybody should understand that everybody has. So let's talk about the first one, a bed. Well, you know what? This is perfectly timed. I just sat down and had a great conversation uh, with Mayor Bowman. And funny enough, we got talking about the four pillars of health and that's kind of where all these things are going to come from. Mm-hmm. And and uh, our mayor said, he's like, Jordan, sleep is the most, he said, for him, sleep is the number one thing for his healthy lifestyle, for decision-making, for all of these things. And when you start looking at sleep, and and I'm not going to step way out of my, 
you know, scientific bounds on this, but I wonder if I use the science that's available to me, how good of a sleep could I have? Mm -hmm. How, how much of a, of a difference could it make? And I'll tell you this right now, when, when I wrote that article and having done that, if you go and you get the bed that's right for you, you'll be shocked at how good you sleep. Mm-hmm. And the, the next thing I'm actually, I've got this planned um, because my, my girlfriend keeps on me about this. She's like, go do a sleep test. She says I snore. I say I breathe. I don't know. <laughs> what I just breathe hard. I, I breathe <laughs> I breathe with enthusiasm. <laughs> I, try, I like being alive. No, but there, there is there is good sleep, deep sleep, and getting enough sleep. Those are things that need to be at at the core of what people are looking at for their health. Okay, let's talk about thing number two, which is a water cooler or yeah. water in general. Water in general, and this is something that it's one of those misunderstood things where you know people are, how much should I drink? What should I drink? do something very simple is as often as you can in the day and with snacks, drink about 500 milliliters of water. Mm -hmm. That's, it's an easy thing to to do. You do it five times a day, you're going to get two and a half liters of water. And that means all three major meals and your snacks. Now, if you're a competitive athlete, if you're somebody that's, that's doing a lot more, I would love to see the average person three to four liters of water a day, just to be cleaning the system out and making sure that you're well hydrated. Do I think most people are going to do that? No. And if you're, you know, like the purpose is to drink as much as you can and to keep the body hydrated. Water is a storage point for all vitamins other than vitamin A, D, E, and K. Vitamins and minerals are what create every function in the body. Mm -hmm. At some point, it comes back to those vitamins and minerals. So if you don't have the storage point, the water in your system, you can't store those vitamins. You don't store the vitamins. You don't do all the the metabolic functions that go with that. Metabolism being how we burn fat. Metabolism being how we use our food. So it's it's critical to the body to have that water. Okay, let's talk about real food, number three. Amen. (laughs) So So chocolate bars and Skittles don't... Aren't hey, on that list. You know what? I will. I will say this. You are talking to a junk foodaholic, and I have it more than I should. But it's. I it, hear you, bro. It's it's in my diet, but my diet revolves as much as I can around real food, as often as I can local food. This is, um, you know, probably one of the the most missed things out there is that. Your food is your medicine. It's something that your body, if you're not giving your body what it needs, it's going to break down. There is no question about it. Your body will break down if you don't give it the, the, the right things. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know what book is responsible for it, what magazine. But somewhere along the line, we went from food being what makes us healthy to we choose our food based on what makes us skinny or fat. All right, now my favorite one, number four, is outside. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's, it's sad that that's actually something you have to say. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. is, but it's true. Wellness and success go hand in hand. And it's just something as easy as going out your front door and going and exploring. That's how you get healthy. You know, the physique training mm-hmm. is fun for, there's people that love that. They love going to the gym and that's, you know, their home is intense workouts and I applaud that and I enjoy some of those workouts as as well. Right. I partake. But health, 
yes, you need some of that resistance training, but what you need for your health, your sanity, your, your ability to just cope with life is going outside and enjoying something brand new, taking that in, connecting with nature, going out with friends and family, having a conversation, seeing the world, pointing at a deer and saying like, wow, look at deer, you know, like those moments of just enjoying nature. Um, so this leads me into what I want to talk to you about, which is, you know, hey, supplements and health, right? So a lot of people, they're not getting a lot of these things where our supplements may come into play. So if they are, um, if they're in need of supplements, you know, who determines that? When do you think it's time for people to supplement something that they think they might be missing? Well, the great thing about that, you do a food log for three to five days, you go sit down with a dietitian, they can say, hey, did you know that you have zero green vegetables here? So you're going to be missing all of these things. So one or two choices, you can start to supplement with some of these things or start eating some greens. Ideal situation, okay, you're not going to eat the greens. Well, have some greens, find a way to get some of the stuff down and maybe supplement with it. Mm-hmm. And over time, let's get your whole foods, real foods into your body in such a way that you're not needing the supplements as much. Back in a few minutes to wrap up the show. This is The Main Ingredient and I'm Kevin Bergen and this is 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show and Merry Christmas, everyone. We talked a lot about health this show because I believe along with enjoying things you like in this life, such as great food and great beverage, it's important to remember to enjoy them in moderation and take care of yourself. Take this time to recharge your batteries and relax and enjoy your friends and family and tune in next week when we talk to more great guests here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.